You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Hello and welcome back to the Alter Echo podcast. Um, Pastor Kim here in my office. Um, just at the end of this good week, it's been lovely to have such warm weather and be finally seeing some of those telltale signs that spring is upon us um, and that a new season is just around the corner. So whatever season of life um, you're in right now and whatever about that is making you long for new life or um, just a fresh start, uh, may you relish these good signs of spring that are on the way. So we come back here um, as always, and I'm glad you're back. Uh, this message today is for Sunday, March 20th of 2022, and uh, we are on chapter 29 of Brian McLaren's book, We Make the Road by Walking, and this chapter he calls Your Secret Life. So we'll dig in, shall we? The reading for today um, is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 15 and 16 through 21. Basically, verses 1 through 21, but we're going to break it up into two parts um, so that, you know, it's just not quite so long. Um, but let's hear this long swath of Matthew chapter 6, and it's a good one. Jesus is preaching here to continue his Sermon on the Mount, and he says, verse 6, or chapter 6, verse 1, <laughs> pardon me. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward." But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many, their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. 
And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who sees in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Dear friends, this is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, today you are receiving this message as a podcast. Um, on Sunday, our people will receive it, of course, as a sermon in corporate worship. Um, but either way, this is a public, uh, a public speaking, a public proclamation of these words, right? So is there a little irony for us to be had um, that after Jesus gets through in this passage telling us to practice our faith in secret, or I might say in private, <laughs> here we are gathered in a public way with a public medium to have a public proclamation of Jesus telling us to practice our faith in secret. <laughs> There's some irony there, right? Um, so now that we've heard that, we are going to turn this off and go to our own homes, each in a separate room with nobody else alone, shut the door, and pray privately or give privately or fast so that no one can see, <laughs> right? But in the meantime, here we are. In this passage, Jesus asks us to consider two things, the way we practice our faith. And more importantly, much more importantly, in fact, why we practice our faith. Jesus talks about three classic hallmarks of practicing in the Christian faith, right? Giving alms, meaning giving to others, which could be financial, it could be material, um, it could be in time, right? There are lots of ways we give, but giving to others uh, number two, praying. That one is probably the most common for all of us and needs no explanation. And three, um, fasting, right? Or the practice of um, limiting or restricting something that you consume. Um, the most common, I would say popular notion of that, of course, is um, not eating meat on Fridays during Lent, which our Catholic friends are probably the most familiar with. Uh, but I have heard people from many traditions of the Christian faith, many types of denominations, uh, practice that one as well. Um, more contemporary ones, perhaps, might be um, giving up things like chocolate or wine or um, even non-food type of fastings, right? People give up social media. Um, people might fast from... Um, gossip or something like that, um, giving up something we consume, right? So there's these three common faith practices that Jesus really focuses on in this reading. 
And perhaps more importantly than the actual practices themselves, Jesus has a lot to say about why we practice our faith in the way we do, um, about why uh, why we choose to do things in a certain space, right? Especially, notably, Jesus asks us to consider um, if it matters <laughs> to us if we are doing something in front of others in order to be seen by them, or if we're doing something in secret, or again, I would say private, um, all on our own, without anyone to recognize us or see what we're doing or have any kind of comment on it. Because Jesus challenges us here today to reflect on our motivations for our faith. Why do you practice your faith the way you do? And what are you hoping to get out of it? Jesus is pretty clear here. If you are practicing your faith in a public way for the specific purpose of gaining recognition or approval or praise or a certain reputation from others because of your faith, public faith practice, then you are doing it wrong. <laughs> Jesus challenges us to say that if you are practicing your faith in a very public way, specifically in order that other people will see you and you will gain a reward from their having seen you practice your faith, then you are perhaps in it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> no hypocrites, Jesus says very clearly and very sternly. Jesus desires for us and from us a genuine faith with pure intentions. In other words, if you're giving alms, you are giving only because you care about the recipient and because God asks us to care about the recipient of your alms. Or if you are praying, you are praying because you want to convert to... <laughs> Let me try that again. If you are praying, then you are praying because you want to nurture your connection with God and you want to lift concerns to God or listen to God. Nothing else. If you are fasting, you are doing so because you are, uh, again, nurturing that connection with God, but also because um, you want to discipline yourself in a way that causes you to reflect on what's really important in life um, and nurture your devotion and dedication to God. If you are doing these or any other faith practice in order to be seen by others and gain their praise or approval, then we have a problem. Let's think about it this way. Jesus here repeats the phrase in secret, right? He says, your father who sees in secret, pray in secret, give alms in secret, fast in a way that is relatively a secret so that others won't see you. Can you keep a secret from God, do you think? Is there something say, an action or a desire, even an intention or a sin that you could 
possibly ever keep secret from God. As though God somehow wouldn't know about that action, that desire, that intention, or that sin. Psalm 139, verses 1 through 10, says this. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in, behind and before me, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the furthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. Whatever your motivation might be for practicing your faith in any given way, God sees <laughs> either way. Your father who sees in secret knows whether your motivations are self-interested or whether they're selfless. Your father who sees in secret knows whether your intentions are pure and genuine and full of care <laughs> or whether your intentions are <sighs> for a different benefit. There is nowhere you or I can go to hide from God, figuratively or physically. So why would we even try? It sounds exhausting to try to hide from a God who sees everything anyway. <laughs> why waste your energy trying to hide or to keep something hidden from a God who sees all things and knows all things? What if... Instead of trying to hide who we actually are, our intentions, our motivations, our hopes, our desired rewards, what if instead we stepped out in faith just as we are? Honest, genuine, your real self, whom, by the way, God made you to be on purpose, intentionally. Jesus says that there is a reward for your acts of piety or your faith practices. The way Jesus speaks, he makes it sound like being rewarded for your acts of faith is not in itself a bad thing, but he does challenge us to ask ourselves what kind of reward you are after. Is it the reward of recognition or approval or reputation? If it is, that's not hard to get. Go pursue that and you'll receive the reward you're after fairly quickly. 
perhaps otherwise, you're, you're the, the kind of reward you're after is the reward of God's favor. The reward of steadfast mercy and compassion and promise of salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ. The reward that God promises for us here is not an external prize, something outside of ourselves that we can pursue or seek after. The reward that God promises here, I believe, is the benefit of having the freedom to live fully as your actual self, as the self that you are only in secret, because perhaps you are hesitant to show your true self, your full true self to the world. And so perhaps you keep part of that self private only for you. The fullness of who you are, child of God, is the self that God created on purpose. It is the person that God desires to have in the world and the one whom God cheers on <laughs> every time you bravely step out in faith more and more. So the self that God sees in secret, your actual true self that cannot hide from God, God is calling you to live in a new kind of aliveness, to step out in a new way in faith with hopefully <laughs> pure, good motivations for goodness and love and care for others and yourself. Perhaps that's our reward for pursuing not the approval and the praise of others for our acts of faith, but perhaps the, word, the reward that God offers us is the reward that is given to those whose intentions are pure and true and aligned with the kind of kingdom that God is actively working among us to bring about on earth. The reward of getting to be the you who God created to be in the image of our creator. So how do we move forward from here? I invite you, children of God, who, whom your father sees in secret, to ponder this. One simple quote from our Brian McLaren chapter here today, to think about your own secret or private motivations. McLaren says this, plot goodness in secret, to do good and beautiful things without getting caught. Perhaps if we all took up this charge together, there could be a beautiful and powerful manifestation of God's grace 
in our church. And now God's word is alive in, in us homes, again anew. And in the kingdom of God. And we get the blessing of God being called God to let it echo through us no out into the world in so which we live. Secretly plot goodness Everyone, together. if you wish to give Thanks your offering now to support Amen. things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.